legal experts and uh, former and members of the public as well say that they are shocked that Judge Togozile Masipa has found Oscar Pistorius not guilty of murdering his girlfriend Riva Steenkamp. However, Pistorius could still be convicted of culpable homicide uh, by all indications, amongst other things, of course, when judgment resumes at 9.30 this morning in the North Gauteng High Court in Pretoria. On the forum at 8 this morning, we will be reviewing what happened in court yesterday and also we invite you to share your views and more importantly perhaps to take this opportunity and ask questions to our learned guest here this morning professor james grant associate professor of uh, the law uh, associate professor of law rather i should say at wits uh, criminal uh, law expert and uh, professor grant thank you so much for speaking to us this morning uh, good morning to you and your listeners now, Professor Grant, you know, one would have thought that most of the drama would have been over and dealt with during the trial. But uh, yesterday's judgment, at least the first bit of it as delivered by Judge uh, Chogazile Masipa, sparked a huge furore. And um, it's amazing the sort of comments that one sees and hears yes. across uh, different platforms. But yes. perhaps we should start by just giving clarity on some yeah. of the more common terms that are being used at this point. Dolus eventualis. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's a Latin uh, term used by lawyers to confuse uh, ordinary people. Let me, let me try and translate it. It's the, it's the widest form of intention recognized in our law. Um, and what I need to start by explaining is that unlike, for instance, in the U.S., where they have different degrees of murder, we have only one murder um, charge in South Africa. Um, people would have heard of premeditated murder. Pre the premeditation part of things only affects whether you can get uh, bail, or alternatively, it affects your sentence. So to clear everything up, there's only one charge of murder, but... Um, in our law, there are different types of intention. Murder, if I can just define it quickly, is the intentional unlawful killing of another human being. So that sets it apart from culpable homicide. Culpable homicide is the negligent unlawful killing of another human being. It's where you kill another human being unlawfully in a way that a reasonable person wouldn't. Um, that's culpable homicide. But returning to murder now. Mm -hmm. So murder requires intention. Um, but our law, our law accepts that there are different types of intention. The most uh, well-known, and the one which all of us would probably intuitively understand by the word intention, is when you uh, mean to kill somebody. It's your aim and objective to kill somebody. That's what most people understand, but our law goes a lot further. And it says, even if all you do is foresee the possibility that your conduct could kill someone, you accept that risk and you persist in your conduct. So a classic example that we always use is we say, imagine a, a duck hunter who goes to a, uh, who goes to Imerentia, sorry, you guys are in Cape Town, you don't have Imerentia. Um, <laughs> no, we in Joburg, we know exactly <laughs> where it is, oh, on the sorry, road from sorry, us. Sorry, <laughs> right, 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 sorry, I'm getting confused. Um, I was talking to Cape Talk for a second. Apologies. Apologies. Oh, right. prof, so, so prof, duck, this is SAFM's <laughs> AM Live. Okay. Utter apologies. Utter, my, my, my thorough apologies. All right. So 
we're good then, because everybody knows they're marine shit there. So let's imagine that we've got a duck hunter who's dying to kill a duck. Um, but the only place that he can get to is Emerentia Dam. So he goes to Emerentia Dam with his rifle, and he sees that there are ducks on the dam. Um, and, but he also, at the same time, sees that there are children and other people walking on the other bank, in fact, all around the place. He foresees the possibility that he could miss a duck, the bullet could ricochet off the water and strike and kill somebody on the other bank. But the problem is he really needs to kill a duck. So he decides, you know what, it's worth the risk. He takes the shot, he misses the duck, he uh, strikes a kid on the other bank and kills the kid. Our law would say that he has dolus eventualis, which translates, which is intention in our law and therefore can be convicted of murder, all other requirements assumed. Does that help? Um, almost, but if his intention was to kill the duck and he yes. ends up killing the child, Yes. Uh, you know, uh, shouldn't the um, distinction be drawn there? It's an excellent question. What's very important is that on the, you can separate out the different types of intention. So, in fact, he had donus directus, the, the ordinary uh, sense of intention that we all understand in respect of the duck. But in respect of the child on the bank, he had donus eventualis. In other words, he actually foresaw in respect of that child on the other bank that he could kill the child. He accepted the risk and he proceeded recklessly despite the risk. Mm. So, so, so the, the, the intention was to kill the duck and he accepted the risk that it could go wrong and he could kill the child. Now, let's just bring it, it to what has happened here in this Oscar Pistorius yeah. trial. Right. Now, the intention, and, and everybody is now focused on this, and overnight we are all law experts, by the way. Your job is on the line. Um, so what's happened now is people are talking about the fact that Oscar shot four times into this little cubicle. And what does that mean in terms of his intention? Yeah. Um it's a, it's a difficult one to, to, to understand. In, in fact, I, I have to declare that Judge Masipa lost me a little bit yesterday. What I think happened was um, a, a combination of extremely difficult areas of law. So you have, at, at, the, at once you have the, the issue of dolus eventualis, which is complicated enough. But then you add to it another problem that arose in the case which is possibly amongst the most difficult issues to get one's head around. And in fact, until this day, I have, a, I have a whiteboard in my office. And every year I have to explain this particular thing to students time and time and time again. Not because they're dumb. My students are smart. What, what the problem is is that this is a very, very difficult issue. And let me tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. It's the issue of what we call, I'm going to have to use a little bit of Latin to start with, but I promise I'll, I'll drop it as quickly as I can. All right. Um, it, it's the issue of what we call error in objecto, alternatively the, in, in opposition to the problem of aberratio dictus. Now, let me translate them. Error in objecto uh, simply means that you make an error in respect of the object of your attack. Right? So, for instance, you are trying to shoot, you're target shooting, and you try to, um, you, you think that you are shooting a scarecrow, 
turns out that it's not a scarecrow, it's a human being. Mm -hmm. Our law would say you don't have intention to kill a human being because remember the definition of murder is the intentional unlawful killing of another human being. You must intend to kill a human being and therefore you cannot be convicted of murder in that circumstance. Here's the tough one. What if you aim to kill John, right? You aim your gun at John, you want to kill John, and you see him emerging from, let's say, um, his office building late at night. You fire at what you think is John, and you kill that human being that you think is John, but it turns out it's not John, it's Peter. The question arises, well, can you be convicted of the murder of Peter? And the answer is that our law has given us unequivocally is yes it doesn't matter what the name is of that human being that you aimed at to kill mm -hmm. now that is in fact upon analysis the scenario that was um, faced by Pistorius he was he aimed at whatever human being was behind that door that was his target and he struck and killed that human being and the reason why I can be so sure that that's the scenario and that our law says it doesn't matter uh, what the identity of that human body was, right, whether it was an intruder or whether it was Riva, is because if you compare it to the other scenario, which is possibly more, even more difficult to get your head around, you'll see immediately that there's something missing that makes it not the case that we're dealing with this scenario. Mm. So let me tell you about this scenario. This scenario is called Aberatio Ictus. Uh, translated from Latin, it means most literally uh, going astray of the blow. Translated further into English, it's simply a case of, uh, it, it describes a scenario of missing one's target. Now it's crucial to understand that in those scenarios you have to, and in order for this area of law to be triggered, you have to miss your target. If you're not talking about missing one's target, this area is not in, in play at all. Now, this isn't a scenario such as you are uh, target practicing, uh, you fire at your scarecrow, you miss your scarecrow, and you strike and kill your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Can you be convicted? Well, you intended to shoot a scarecrow, uh, on the other hand, you struck and killed a human being. Can you be convicted of murder? Well, no, because you didn't intentionally unlawfully kill another human being. You didn't intend mm. to kill a human being. Right? Okay, here's the question for me as it relates to the Oscar Pistorius trial. Yes. Did the state prove that Oscar intended to kill whoever was behind that door? I think they did, absolutely. But um, once again, that wasn't really the question. I, I, have to, I have to, unfortunately, I'm very close to the end of my, my explanation. Um, and I have to explain all of this stuff because it's the only way that it all makes sense. Okay. If I can just revert back quickly. So in those scenarios of where you miss, miss your target, now you have to imagine what if you fire at a human being. So you fire at John, but you miss John and you strike and kill, say, uh, Paul. Now the question becomes, can you be convicted of the murder of Paul 
and our law there used to say, there's no problem. We take the intent that would fall on John and we transfer it onto Paul. Our law gave that up 70 years ago and the defense is arguing that what the prosecution is trying to do is to transfer the intention from the burglar, the, the suspected intruder, onto Riva. The problem is we're not dealing with that scenario at all. We are dealing with a scenario of error in objecto, the, the first one, where the story of identified a human form behind that door. Whoever was behind that door is who he intended to kill, and he fired at that person. Now, the, the, the defense argues that we're not in this category. Nafipa yesterday got it right. She correctly identified that we're not dealing with anything other than a scenario where he aimed at a person, whoever it was, behind the door, and he killed that person. And the identity of that person is irrelevant. In other words, the question becomes, did he intend to kill whoever was behind the door? Mm. Um, the problem was, after doing the analysis correctly, uh, Masita got the question wrong, uh, regrettably. She did the, 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 the difficult theoretical analysis, which revealed that it doesn't matter who was behind the door. But unfortunately then, she followed on by asking the question, well, when we apply the law of Dolus Eventualis to determine whether there was intention in respect of the person behind the door, the question is, did he intend to kill Reva? Which is, which is very strange, because she had just made the point that the appropriate question is, did he intend to kill whoever was behind the door? And so that's where, in my view, uh, the area crept in. Okay, so you, and, and, and this is where I'm also a bit confused. So yeah. in terms of what she had then established and laid out and explained, yes. Yes. until that point where it gets to the question, did he intend to kill Riva? When yeah. you look at the subsequent response, if you were to substitute Riva with Sakina or anybody else, does that change what she eventually arrives at? I think it very well could have, because the answer to that question um, is one which I, I suggest, uh, I think, you have to give a positive answer to, because one, uh, I, I don't see how one, and I think this is what the public are struggling with, they're hearing Masita say that it's not true that you uh, can foresee a killing of somebody in a tiny cubicle when you fire four shots through the door into that cubicle at the person. Um, and I think the, the public is, you know, quite generally quite right on that point. It, it is a difficult point to grasp.